Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode 31 of A Yank on the Footy. I'm Craig Wessels from Sandusky, Ohio, and I'm thrilled that my guest is able to come back to the podcast after a quick visit back in February. I'm delighted to welcome Tara Silkey of the Denver Bulldogs of the USAFL back to the podcast. Welcome back, Tara. Thank you so much for having me again. I love chatting with you, and anytime I get to talk it's, about footy is a good day. It's a it's it's great to have you back. Yeah, we 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 do trade messages online about footy and life in general, that type of thing on online, and it's uh you know it's uh, it's great to have you back on here for an actual you know interview. You you did something terrific back in February, and I I wanted to touch on that a little bit as we got going here. Um, for those of you who didn't listen to the episode back in, I believe, mid-February. Uh, Tara was on with uh, Ben Martinez from Texas, uh, and they were doing a uh, fundraiser uh, dealing with the uh, the bushfires that were going on on us in Australia. And they, they did something called the Friends of Fire Footy Relief. And uh, why don't you tell us how that went? Um, and did you get any good feedback from the people in Australia at all or anything of that nature? Yeah, definitely. Um, that went really, really well, actually. Uh, Friends of Footy Fire Relief. That just seems like a million years ago with everything that's gone on. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it went really great. We ended up raising quite a few funds. And uh, the people in Australia were actually really surprised that people in the United States were helping so much. Um, I think they're just overwhelmed by the amount of like hospitality and friendship and coming together of people. Um and they didn't realize, you know, like the connections with footy from the United States to Australia. And so I, I had a lot of people reach out to me and just thank me so much for getting involved with this or like reaching out for actually taking the time to do something um, for people that are not in our own country. So oftentimes, you know, we don't really focus on other people. We tend to focus on ourselves and especially our own country and nation. So it was nice to be able to help others um, versus just in our own area. It's good to help people and whenever you can. Absolutely. I, I actually heard somebody on television the other night, you know, in terms of, you know, helping out in other countries and such, and they'd made a recommendation about, you know, it here in the States. And you said you had a background in HR. And this just kind of popped into my head is that, you know, I, you know, we send a lot of people out as foreign exchange students to go visit other countries. My sister was, I was, my parents hosted a couple of exchange students uh, over the years. But this person had suggested that maybe we should have exchange programs where we actually send people that live into in major metropolitan areas out into rural life and vice versa, just to see how even the country itself yeah, you know, our own country operates this too. So I thought that was kind of a just a neat thing. But it, it's great to it's great that the folks in Australia, you know, appreciated the the help that you were providing. I had uh, somebody who I keep in touch with online that uh, that lost their home in the fires, and it's been it was very sad to to watch everything that he was going through. But now that he and his family have moved into a new home. It's it's kind of nice to see that whole Phoenix rising thing, if you will, with him. But it, it's 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 wonderful that the footy community here came together to help out in the way that they did. So you you should be commended for that. And, uh, you know, that should, you know, something you should be looking at as a feather in your cap for that. Well, thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we ended up uh, sending some money to help uh, animal relief and also rural community relief. So we were able to help two different charities, which is amazing. And 
Yeah, it's just always nice to be able to help people either here or other places around the world. Um, I'm always trying to figure out ways or find ways that we can always support each other. We're all this earth together, so you might as well help one another out. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, you know, the, the main reason that that we're here today is to talk about a game that uh, that I think we both love. You you love playing it. I love watching it. I, I would last about 10 seconds playing it. Uh, but, uh, um, That's not true. But, uh, okay. About eight seconds, actually. <laughs> um, but yeah, you know, that's the game of footy. How, how did you discover this game? I mean, this is now, this is not something that, you know, most Americans know about. Oh, it's rugby. No, it's not rugby. But how, how did footy come into your life? Yeah, like I had no idea it even really existed uh, pre-playing. I had never heard of it. I've never seen it on TV or anything like that. Um, I grew up in a soccer background and softball background, so I played competitive. I've been playing competitive sports my whole life and didn't find footy until I was uh, about 30 years old. And so I was dating a guy on the team, um, at my team at the time, and that's how a lot of people actually end up finding footy in the States is either they know a friend or they're dating someone and um, they kind of get looped in that way. So I was dating a guy on one of the men's teams and um, I actually went to one of his games and watched him play and a bunch of the women came over and was like, hey, Tara, do you want to play um, today? And I was like, crap, I was in jeans and like a button down shirt and flip flops. And I was like, uh, I can't really play today, you guys, but I would love to play another time. Um, that was their only home game for the season, but I unofficially joined the team that very day and haven't looked back. So I've been continuing with the Denver Bulldogs for about five years now. Okay. And uh, what what drew you to it? I mean, you know, you, you were dating somebody at the time. I, I'm none of my business whether that's still a thing or not. That's not uh, – um, it's nobody else's business at all, but uh, – um, you know, because people around the world are listening to this, so you don't, don't answer that. But, uh, what, what, what drew, what drew you to the game? What made you think, okay, this is something I think I'd like to do. Yeah. You were competitive. You played soccer, you played softball. Did this just look like the next mountain to climb or that sort of thing to, to use a uh, Colorado analogy? <laughs> Yeah, like I loved the game because um, there was like so much movement on the field and I really loved it because there was no stoppage in play and it was aggressive and competitive. Um, so like playing soccer, you have offsides, um, you know, like you can't really tackle people. You can do slide tackling and stuff, but it's not as, you know, physically aggressive. But in footy, there's like a lot of running. Um, there's a lot of play on the field, which is awesome. And then I love that there's literally no stoppage in time. There's very few actual stoppages of time in the game of footy. Um, even if someone gets injured on the field, you kind of just play around them, which I just found fascinating. And I love that it was just continual play of sport consistently. Um, I thought that was great, but actually what drew me the most to footy was the community. Um, the fact that when I first came and watched a game to have all the women's team come up to you and be like, Hey, you should come join us. We would love to have you without even knowing me. Um, and then, you know, going to events and have them support you. Um, just the camaraderie on and off the field that I saw, like I, you know, playing competitive sports my whole life. Like there is not another sport that has that kind of camaraderie that I've seen. 
Um, there's a lot of politics that go around playing different sports. Um, there's a lot of catty behavior that goes around playing sports. But with footy, it was just like family on and off the field. And to me, that was just everything. Okay. Now you... You know, for those those folks who are listening in, most of you, if you're listening, you're probably watching the AFL and about you know dealing with the uh, the injury stoppage. But I, I'm I'm actually you know I've I've never seen a USAFL game in person. I've watched a couple games on video on YouTube and some things on ESPN last year. But so even at the club level, there's no injury stoppage. It's just like sorry, just we're just gonna keep right on going. Um, I mean, like, unless outside of like a super serious injury, right, obviously right, you don't kind right. of stop playing for endangerment of other players. But no, like I've right. had women on the team who have broken their nose, run off the sideline, grabbed some tampons, shoved them up their nose, continued on. I've had people sprain their ankles, um, you know, fall down on the field. We have players rush on, grab them, pull them off, and we're still continuing playing. I mean, it's the best. Like, there's no, like, stoppage of play. I just think that's fantastic. No timeout. Like, that's just great to have a continuous play of a sports game. Yeah, it is. It is continuous action. Um, It is. You know, that's one of the things that drew me to it as well. So what have been the what's been, you know, you, you mentioned the camaraderie. Is that the best part? of of being a part of this club is that the thing that his you know looking back at the five or six years that you've been doing that is that is that or what would be the, the best part of being a part of this club um is being a part well specifically for being part of the denver bulldogs it's definitely the camaraderie being part of the usafl um and actually playing footy i don't know the best part about is just being able to kick the crap out of a ball um tackle people obviously <laughs> no pads playing i mean it's it's a sport where, you know, both women and men can play aggressively and be competitive together on the field, which I think is fantastic. Um, I think that's truly the best part about it is just that. And yeah, again, the camaraderie, I think that is a really key factor. Um, you don't see that with a lot of different sports, the true like physicality on and off, like on the field and then being able to go off the field and have a beer with your opponent like that. I mean, just be able to do that is is really cool. I've you know tackled and taken down a bunch of players and um, being on defense. I mean that's my job is to make sure people don't you know score goals. And so I've taken out a couple people, but you know at the end of the day and at the end of the game we go out and have a beer afterwards, and that says a lot about the sport and about the the way we play. So I think that's really cool. So so would you say that your your circle of friends are made up? Many of them are made up of people that you're playing alongside in this game. Is that, has this kind of become your circle of friends then? Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, uh, I don't have a lot of friends in my, I guess, my normal, typical life. I have a couple of friends, but growing up, you know, you move away or you have relationships and those friends fail or leave or whatever, but sporting friends stay for life. So these five, you know, years that I've been playing, I've developed a lot of relationships with people in Colorado. But then what's even really cool is all the relationships I've developed across the entire United States. I've met people that I would never have met um, any other time in my life. And now, you know, I talk to them daily or I talk to them, you know, um, every now and then. But like we all come together and when we can at nationals or during games, we'll have a beer together. Like, you know, it's been nothing. So um, just to have developed those relationships across the entire United States has been impressive. 
Um, and even with that, I've developed relationships with people, like friendships with people, um, even internationally, just by playing this game, which I would have never, ever done. So yeah, my circle of friends has grown tremendously um, just through the sport of footy. Terrific, terrific. Now, have you, uh, you know, have you had any, and this is kind of a Debbie Downer type question, but have you had any <laughs> low points while you've been playing? Is there, have there been any moments where you thought, what am I doing out here? You know, have you been able to avoid the injury bug, that type of thing? I mean, are you, are, you know, do you go back to work, you know, after a, a weekend of playing and, you know, you're, you're bruised up and you got the black eye and you walk in with your friends and say, we don't talk about fight club. I mean, what do you, how does that, <laughs> how does that work? Um, I don't think I've had any low points. I've had some idiotic points in my time for sure. I've definitely okay. not been able to avoid the injury bug. Um, in fact, I am probably one of the most prone to injure players. Um, I don't know if I want to say the entire USAFL, but definitely on the Denver Bulldogs for sure. Um, I, like I told you, or like said in previous, I've been playing competitive sports all my life. I've been playing sports since I was four years old. I have never once gotten severely injured in a sport. Um, the biggest injury I had was my freshman year playing soccer um, for my junior varsity team, and I injured my knee, but it wasn't that serious. Um, but since I started playing footy, I have broken a bone every single season or have had a serious injury every single season that I've been playing. Um, so, yeah, if I could quit breaking bones, wow. that'd be terrific. <laughs> have but you, it's been with have dumb you, stuff. Okay. Have you broken anybody else's bones? Um, I'm sure I have. Um, I've okay. done that <laughs> plenty of times in my career. So okay. Sports actually, I've broken other bones. That's uh, that was used to be my thing is I would break other people's bones, but then now okay. I've recently been breaking my own, and so I realize you know what I've been doing to others. I, I'm like, oh, now I feel bad. <laughs> do, do do it on yourself. <laughs> yeah, now, exactly. In a, in a previous conversation, and this was this is I I thought it was like a very poignant statement that you made and i and i i wanted to kind of you know touch the surface of this and however however deeply you want to go into it is you know is perfectly fine by me but you said in a previous conversation that we had online that that footy saved your life how did that how did that happen how did how did footy do that and you know expound on that however however you wish yeah so the game of footy um when i first kind of got into it I had just gone through divorce and then I was dating um the player in the men's team and so I had lost a bunch of friends and um I had just recently had a huge transformation of a weight loss of um going from 250 pounds um losing 75 pounds and so I had just started getting myself back into shape and I've always used sport kind of as a way for me to help stay healthy and help stay in shape and I didn't really have that um, moving forward. So when I found footy again and like was introduced to footy, being a part of that team and training so incredibly hard, um, going into yeah practices and being able to run that much and having people encourage me along the way, um, like provide so much support and so much encouragement for whatever level I was at. 
um, being in a sport where they're not demanding of you to be at a certain level with other people, um, but allow you to explore and allow you to be at the level you are and grow in a sport. Um, it just, it's, it's transformational. It like, it saved me in the fact that I knew that if I kept playing the sport, I wasn't going to, you know, have that issue of gaining all that weight back again. Um, it also really saved me with, uh, being like with depression and anxiety, um, you know, going through that crazy times in my life, which has happened recently and happened over the couple of years, I've had footy to fall back on. I've had my, you know, teammates come and talk to me and make sure I was okay. Um, you know, make sure I'm getting through the day every day, um, making sure that if ever I'm having a down day or an off day, they're there to help me or they'll go have a kick with me. Um, and so I think the mental aspect of footy and having that team camaraderie and just having a sport that really truly includes everyone no matter your skill level, no matter if you're fat, thin, tall, short, whatever race you are, whatever sex you are, whatever preference you prefer, whatever, like having that has just, it's, it's a life changer. It saved my life constantly. Um, whenever I'm in dark times, it's there for me. Um, and those people are there for me. And I think having that has just, yeah, again, it's, it saved my life personally to have that, to have that to fall back on. Um, and to keep my health and mentality in check. That's that's amazing, and and I I, I don't have it pulled up. I'm not going to quote from it or anything. But you you had a very, you know, detailed um, commentary that you posted online recently. That was just you know it was it was inspiring, and I uh, you know I, I'm it's something that you know that. If it didn't, you know, and I don't, I'm not going to put something out there that has somebody else's name on it, but it's something that hopefully other people get a chance to, you know, to read that. And they're kind of hearing that with what your, your comment was there, but it's, it's great to, to hear that, you know, that you've got somebody, you know, you've got people that were able to give you kind of that positive accountability to help you to recover, to get yourself going forward after a really difficult time. Uh, and, you know, so that's, I'm, I'm thrilled for you that that, that, that the, the game was able to do that, that these new friends were able to help you through doing that as well. So that's a, that's a wonderful, that's a wonderful thing. Uh, yeah. So I, I appreciate you sharing that. Um, you know, if you're, you know, like I said, I'm not, it, I'm not posting what you wrote cause that's not my place to do that, but you, you, it was, it was very poignant to me. Um, cause yeah, I've been, I've been sitting around my house, you know, talking to people through a computer for the last, uh, basically the last six months, but, uh, have had very few face to face conversations with anyone. Uh, so it's been, uh, <laughs> that was, that was a rather inspiring thing for me to read as well. So it was kind of a, Hey, get off your butt kind of a thing for me. So been well, doing a lot you, of gardening yeah. and yeah. So that was, that was terrific. Well, it's, you know, it's difficult, like, especially with during these times right now with COVID and everything we've all, you know, I think a lot of us have gotten out of shape again. I definitely have gotten out of shape again. And it's been a huge disappointment for me because I told myself a while ago that I would never get back to this point that I am now. And I think I've just been in a dark place. And this is a big year for me for a birthday that's coming up and a lot of things that I thought in life were going to happen and haven't happened yet. Um, but the one thing that's been consistent and a positive consistent, um, has been my family and it's been footy. Um, and so those two things really just keep me going. Um, 
and keep me focused and keep me positive and keep me on the right track to wanting to get healthy and better again. Um, and so to have that, I think is just truly inspirational. And I love the hell out of everyone that plays footy. Um, I love everyone in the USAFL. Um, and I really, truly love my Denver Bulldogs. And I just want to give a shout out to them and thank them so very much for giving me a place on their team, their club and being family to me. That that's fantastic. Now, have you been able to to pay this forward with then with you know in your five years with with new people coming into the club that you've been able to give them the support and encouragement that others were giving you? Yes, definitely. Like I think that's one of the things I pride myself on, or try to pride myself on, as well as my team does as well, um, is just giving back to those people. So whenever anyone joins our team. Um, I always make sure to try to reach out to them, you know, see if they need anything personally, if there's any struggles there trying to, you know, get over or whatever. Um, just having that and being able to reach out to them and say, hey, you know what, it's okay. We've all gone through things. Um, how can I help you? What can we work on specifically? I've gone out with players and done um, individual kicks with them just to try to help them get, you know, up to speed a little bit. I've helped players, um, you know, off the field with things like job searches and job hunts and perfecting their resume and um, get, well, providing fantastic. their references and stuff. And so, like, again, it's that community feeling, um, the camaraderie, the family feel, um, you know, it's truly is a footy family. And so I do try to provide that support to anybody who needs it. That's uh, that, that's amazing, and you, knowing your your work background, that's terrific. That you're able to help people outside of of playing the game as well. So that that's really uh, that's wonderful that you're that you're helping folks out with that as well. But you know, you're you you you're at this point in time, you would have already been playing games if if COVID nineteen was not happening. You'd be well into your season. Yeah, definitely. If I'm not mistaken, so you're yeah. you're you're, you're you're training right now. Have you been able to uh, to do any training as a group, or has this still been a you know, small group or individual at this point in time? Um, we started, the Denver Bulldogs started off with online training, so we did Zoom trainings. Um, just recently, we've been doing small group trainings around the Denver metro area. So we have different groups um, in different parts of Denver. I live up in the northern area, so that includes like Boulder, Fort Collins, um, and like a couple of the areas around there. Uh, so we do small trainings, like 10 people. We're trying to combine our groups to do 25 people per group. Um, okay. It's on the rise again, so we'll see how long that lasts. Um, but yeah, we are trying to train. Um, I have been to a couple of trainings so far. I have to be really careful because my parents just moved back to Colorado and um, they are, you know, high risk factors. So I just need to take that into consideration because I do want to still see my family and be in contact with my family, obviously. Um, and I know right, a lot right. of other people have that concern as well. So we are saying if you would like to come to training, we would love to have you at training. Um, if you don't feel comfortable, we allow you to be part of the team in other ways. Just because we're not training on the field doesn't mean you're not part of the team still. So there are other ways for people to be involved, um, having kicks together, um, either doing, you know, two pair or a pair of kicks or like having small group kicks. Um, yeah, we've been trying to keep up morale and keep up playing footy as much as possible in all the ways we can. 
Okay. Okay. That, and that's, that's fantastic. Cause you, you're doing what you can with what you have available right now. So that's, uh, that's, exactly. that's <laughs> great to hear that you're, you're keeping, you're keeping people as involved as they can possibly be. Now, you know, Definitely. you, you on social media, you, t- you, this is not a, a knock at all, but you, you, this is, again, it's an inspirational thing, but it, you know, every day you post the, the, here, here's what you have done as far as your workout and that sort of thing during your training sessions, you know, wh- where you're, looks like you're doing those on your own. So when you're out there doing your runs and your sprints and that sort of thing, what's on your playlist? What are you listening to? Music, podcast, audiobooks? What you got um, going? I, de- I definitely have to listen to music. So I need something that drowns out the screaming of my muscles. So I tend to listen okay. to music as loud as possible with a really strong beat. So if I have a really fast, strong beat, every beat, then I can put like my foot. And that's kind of how I use it for running. Um, so I have to have super fast songs. Um, I listen, I tend to listen to the weirdest songs that just have a strong beat that I wouldn't normally listen to. Um, I'm a classic rock girl, but some of those songs are just not fast enough for me to keep a constant beat. So, um, yeah, I listen to some, some crazy stuff when well, I'm running, well, as I, but it has to be music. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I, I freak out my students at school sometimes because, you know, I, when they, they, and first of all, I have to, I have to preface it, you know, 12 years old. This, this is how cool my mom is. When I was 12 years old, I got a copy for my birthday because it came out, I think three days before my birthday, I got a copy of Alice Cooper goes to hell from my mom for my 12th birthday. <laughs> so that was uh yeah, really, really cool mom. So she's uh, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, it's, yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm kind of a, kind of a, uh, a Megadeth slipknot hell yeah Pantera type person when it comes to to the to the music but then I can go to I can go and listen to you know Dean Martin in at the drop of a hat yeah so I'm I'm all over the map when it comes to music which really confuses the kids in my classroom <laughs> they never know what they never know they never know what's going to be playing when they walk in the room but yeah <laughs> well, that's that's, that's cool. uh yeah they never you know I'm not yeah there's some things that I'm not a big fan of but uh not going to hear a lot of bluegrass. Uh, <laughs> I forgot over so, our pop country that we have today. Pop country, I cannot stand. Our our country that we have right now is not country music, but yeah, uh, but the, I love well, listening. There, there, there is one. There is one kind of modern country musician that I do I do like a lot, and it's a uh, guy I mean, Chris Stapleton. Yeah, Chris, he's okay. Been, Chris Stapleton, I can yeah. I can tolerate his stuff. He's not, he's not um, bad. I like listening to him. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I had a, I had a buddy when I was in the Navy introduced me to Hank Williams Jr. And I, I think I have just about everything that he ever has recorded. So yeah, he's, he's See, a lot of fun good, to listen to. That's well. good classic stuff. Yeah. 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 But I try to stay away from the country songs. Um, I listen to, yeah, a lot of classic rock. Led Zeppelin is my jam. So those are, okay. that's okay. my kind of music. Um, but yeah, when I'm training, I have to have something with a really strong beat and has to be really loud to uh, drown out the screaming of my muscles. <laughs> so is, is Greta Van Fleet the second coming of Led Zeppelin? Um, nobody can be the second coming of Led Zeppelin. They're all okay. down. Right, um, right. But they, they, uh, they sure sound they, a little like them. They're decent. Yeah, they do definitely sound like them a lot. Um, I like their music as well, but 
I try not to compare uh, or make them be exactly similar. I like to right, keep right. my eras separate from each other or people that actually know how to play their own instruments and sing without the use of, you know, technology Auto-tune? to make them sound better. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or to make them sound, make them sound, sound tolerable. Yeah. Be- right, better right. is better is a, re- is a relative term. Uh, <laughs> Very yeah, true, I, Craig. <laughs> I, I have a, uh, I have a background I'll put up on my uh, my computer screen in, in at school that sometimes and I have a bunch of different pictures I'll cycle through during the year that what uh, it says something to the effect that you know hopefully the next fad in music is talent which really ticks <laughs> the kids off, which really ticks them off <laughs> yeah, yeah I that, can re- see that, that, yeah. that really yeah so you <laughs> you do a lot yeah you do a lot of your training up in the mountains have you had any kind of uh, crazy animal encounters that have encouraged you do you do you carry stuff with you to to ward off the animals just in case um the worst animals man um and, and oh, well okay yeah. kids. I, so. I listen to a lot of true crime podcasts so you're absolutely right on that <laughs> I, um i don't yeah i'm not really concerned about wild animals as i actually practice safe practices and make sure i adhere to trail safety and guidelines and don't go um, escaping off, you know, signs are posted for a reason. They, they're listed for, you know, purposes. I see people feeding wild animals and I'm like, are you stupid? Um, you know, I just heard the story about the lady that got really, really close to a bison to take a picture of it. And she got gored and I'm like, well, that's your own being fault. So I have zero sympathy (laughs) for people that do that stuff. Uh, They, they earned it if they, you know, have wild animals, so no, yes. I've not had any encounters with that. I oh, did recently well, though have a story about a cow. So I went up hiking last <laughs> week. I think it was last weekend. And uh I was uh coming down off the mountain and uh I I heard this really strange mooing and I was like, what the heck is going on? I've never heard a cow moo like that before. It was like really weird and grating, almost like it sounded like it was dying or something. I was like, oh god. And so um, I didn't see this cow anywhere. It was like tall bushes and stuff. And so I come down the path and then all of a sudden this cow chases out of the bushes down at me, like charging down the mountain. And I've never seen a cow run that fast in my entire life ever. I had to like jump out of the way. I fell on my butt. I twisted my ankle. Um, And yeah, just having this cow chase me down the mountain was pretty funny, but that's that's pretty much the only crazy encounter with the animals I've had was a dumb cow, and and, and it was a domesticated one. Okay, yeah, yeah it was uh, part of a farm, part of the farmland. Nothing like you know a bull, a raging bull, or anything, or a bison. It was just a just a cow, just a just a cow. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah. The, I I I don't know I don't know what kind of lateral ability that the cows have. So if you if you dodge left or right, do they just kind of keep going in a straight line and go right past you? Yeah, they just went in a straight line. That's why I ended up, yeah, being able to get out of its way. Okay. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But that's not too crazy. (laughs) Is your your club still holding out hope to have any games this year, or are you simply training for 2021, just kind of writing off this year? Um, yeah, we, we always have hope. We like really, really want to play, but we also are, you know, conscientious about, you know, what's going on in the world right now and right, understand right. the plight, 
So um, while we do have hope, we, we do we are training for maybe potential games. Um, we just had New York back out. We were supposed to have New York come to Colorado to play, um, and they've backed out for legitimate reasons. Um, I definitely think it's 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 just going to be tricky, like with our our schedules going on right now across the United States of people not training um, and then try to play a game. There's the risk for injury is so high at that point. Yeah, yeah. Um, not being able to train, it's just not worth it for players. Um, making sure to provide safety for our players is definitely top priority. Um, that should be priority number one for everybody over playing or money or any of that factor is player safety. Um, we're really good at that in Colorado, but um, we're still maybe holding out hope for people to either come to Colorado from California and Texas for us to travel maybe to Texas, although the rates are really high too, and then maybe potentially still nationals. But honestly, we're not holding our breaths and kind of just waiting for 2021. I think that's going to be the okay. best bet and the safest bet, honestly, overall. It sucks. It's hard to say that. It, it's tough. I really wanted to have a huge comeback this year after my injury seasons um, last year and not really playing very much. Um, so I was really, really looking forward to this season being a huge, like, get back into it, you know, a tackle nationals and um, have an awesome season. But I don't think it's going to happen, Craig. I really don't. <laughs> it's looking okay. rough. Yeah, well, it's it's. I think it's probably better to be safe than sorry. And as you were, you know, as you were saying, yeah. you know, your parents moving back there. So you're originally from Colorado, then, correct? Originally, originally, I'm from New Mexico. I was born in New Mexico, but I've lived in Colorado okay. since I was three years old. So I consider myself a near native. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yep. Born and raised in the same town I live in now. The you know. It's uh, my grandparents had a house the next street over from where I live now. So yeah, I didn't get too far away. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, walk the dogs past the house, past their house, their old house all the time. So how, how have you, besides your training for footy, how, how have you, uh, how have you kept your sanity during the lockdown? And, uh, you know, how have you balanced you know, the working from home with, uh, just realizing I still have to do my thing. I still have to live my life. Yeah. Um, I mean, I clearly have lost a little bit of sanity since I've been like gaining weight like crazy and eating my entire life away. But other than that, right, <laughs> um, I have just been doing a lot of workouts on my own, uh, making sure I get outside and go for a walks, go for hikes in the mountains. Um, you know, really working on my photography. Um, you know, I binge watch a lot of TV, which is probably not the best. Um, and that then was a priority be my next thing. <laughs> That was going to be my uh, next question. But what TV, uh, like TV binging was, uh, uh -huh. <laughs> I do, <laughs> I've watched pretty much everything under the sun. It's kind of crazy. I'm currently watching Snowpiercer, the TV show. That's been kind of fun. Um, what else have I watched? I've literally watched everything. The Politician's kind of funny. Um, you know, you name it, I've I've probably seen it and watched it, so... Yeah, if, and if anyone out there needs TV recommendations, send them my way. I think I've seen it all. Or if you need to say, "Hey, is this a good one to watch?" I'll I'll let you know. But yeah, it's been it's been a lot. Um, other than that, yeah, I've been working on my photography. I have primarily though been just doing uh, work work for my company. But then most of all, I've been actually doing work for my team. 
So I do head of social media marketing for my team and I'm the co-VP of the women's operations. So that actually keeps me pretty busy, uh, making sure we have content out there, keeping people engaged, um, making sure my players are safe and sound and um, yeah, just keeping up with all of that. Okay. So you, you've, you know, you don't have a whole lot of downtime, so you're, you're definitely keeping <laughs> no. yourself. Busy. I, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I, I discovered Acorn TV, which has kind of been become my go-to one. Uh, it's all pretty much all British stuff. Um, you know, I, I've been watching a lot of British, actually a lot of Australian shows on there as well. So there's been some oh, fun well. ones that I've discovered. Yeah, there have been some fun ones yeah. that I've enjoyed that have been on there as well. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, I, I don't know if I've kept my sanity. You know, my, I'm sure my family would, I'm sure my family would say, no, you haven't. It's okay. You know, we still like you anyway, but, uh, yeah, no, just don't even, don't even try to admit that you think you have because you haven't. Um, well, what has but, been uh, your favorite new British show that you've encountered? I prefer Monty Python and Mr. Bean as my classic British shows, but what about you? Anything new that's fun? You know, I, I've, and this is, this is one that's actually on Netflix that I, I ran across called the IT crowd. Love and, that one. Uh, That's hilarious. Have you seen that one? Mm -hmm. I've I've recommended that I've recommended that one to several people, and uh, and also there was one on Acorn TV called Raised by Wolves, which was this, uh, and there was only like twenty episodes in the whole run of it, but uh, it's a single mom with her like four or five kids, and a very very promiscuous grandfather in the series as well. It's it's it's. It's hilarious. That was one of my one of my one of my teachers that I work with recommended that one to me. Um, but it's yeah, that one's on Acorn. Um, but it's right, uh, it yeah, I've been doing a lot of gardening is what I've been doing. So that's good. So yeah, actually, I've been downsizing my gardens. But you know, <laughs> back to I'm I would rather mow it than than weed it right now. So I've I've actually <laughs> I've actually planted probably 150 square feet of grass in my front yard this summer and downsized a couple of big gardens. So, oh, wow. you know, as, yeah, as a, uh, as somebody who plays the game here in the United States, what, you know, most of the people who are listening to the podcast live in Australia, but what do you think that they should know about uh, the footy players here in the U S yeah, they, they, they know who Danny Marshall is. They know who Mason Cox is, but, yeah, what about the, the the players from the 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 Denver Bulldogs and the RVA Lions and you know the 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 club and yeah, well, I'm not going to try to name all of them, but you know the clubs that are all over the country. What should they know about the players that are playing those the games here? Um, yeah, they should know that we have 46 clubs here, and uh, we have about four developmental clubs here in the United States, which is huge. A lot of people don't know that we have that many clubs in the United States. So first of all, just understanding the scope, we are one of the largest um, countries that actually have footy compared to, you know, like Australia obviously is the largest and we are in the top four of the largest um, countries for footy. So that's kind of interesting to think about when a lot of people don't even know footy exists in the United States. Um, and then I also think that... Um, you know, in the United States, we have such a vast array of talent. And I think it's really, really cool that we have such a strong women contingent here in the United States. 
Um, the U.S. actually had more women playing at a high competition level um, even before Australia kind of did. So I think that's huge that we kind of helped um, bring footy to light for women players. And I think we continue to grow the game of women's footy in the United States um, and then also just grow the game of footy for all players of all different, um, you know, backgrounds, skill level again. Um, so I think that's really cool that we are able to bring a sport into the United States that just has, you know, such a vast variety of different types of players playing. Um, and yeah, again, really growing the game for women. Okay. And it's kind of a follow-up on that. Do, do you think, you know, it, you know, you've, you're playing against other teams, you have teammates and that sort of thing. Is there, is there, or are there, I should say, are there other women playing in the USAFL right now that you think could compete in the AFLW? Oh, definitely. I think there is quite a few women, I would say, that has the ability um, to be able to compete at the AFLW level. Whether or not they want to is a different story. That's a lot of time that you have to take out um, of your life to go and try out and you know, test those waters and stuff. We also have a, like a lot of women on our team that are, I guess, in the older subset. Um, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, which is like a little bit older to be playing competitive sports. You know, um, we have a lot of women even in their forties, uh, or older that are still playing, which is awesome and fantastic that we have players like that. Um, and I think some of those women in their, you know, the older age, um, not that we are old, just in the older age to be playing, you know, high level pro <laughs> sports. Uh, it's That's weird to say. But yeah, I think, um, you know, it's a travesty that like when you look at pro level sports, you tend to look at players, you know, in their late teens, early 20s um, to be able to be competitive. So, uh, yeah, I think that's probably one of the things they, you know, don't think they are viable enough maybe for age or they have, you know, family and all uh, dealing with that or work and stuff like that. So it's just hard to be able to go across to a new country and start a new life there um, to do a competitive sport. We definitely have women though here in the U S that I've played against that. I'm like, wow, um, they, they would be strong contenders. I wish we could have an okay. international game of playing, um, more Australia teams um, across uh, here in the United States and over there um, outside of just, you know, through yes, AFL freedom and things like that. But if we could, we could do that and showcase our talent, that'd be really cool. That'd be great. Yeah. And I, you know, and you know, with, with regards to, you know, to Danny Marshall, I mean, that, that, that was a significant leap of faith that she and her family took to make that decision to do that. So that's probably not something yeah, exactly. that every, everyone can do. Even if you have the, the skill set to do it, you may not have the, you know, the ability to do it just, just in terms of, you know, the logistics. I mean, so that's, you know, that is very cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah so, for yeah, sure. It was, um, it's, it's impressive what our women players here in the United States do with their families and, I mean, Drea, she's been playing, Drea Casillas from the uh, New York Magpie, she's been playing for quite a few years. Um, she has two children. She just had a baby, and she's already playing again. So, you know, just the resilience of our women players here, um, the perseverance, the strength is just it's astounding. We have such strong competitors um, in the USAFL of our women's side that, 
yeah, I respect the hell out of every single one of them that come out in the field, um, no matter to their skill level. I think everyone has the potential to be great in this league. Okay, that's I mean that's a that is a great endorsement for the 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 level of competition that you that you're participating in there. Now, while most of the people in in us you know that are listening, about sixty percent are listening in Australia, but there are a lot of people here in the U.S. and elsewhere around the world, and and. I get more and more people that are tuning in for the first time, uh, which is great because it helps my numbers, even though I'm not making any money on this. I'm doing it just because I'm having fun doing it. But uh, <laughs> if, you were to, if you were to describe the game of footy to somebody who's never seen it before, how would you describe it? Um, I always tell people it's like the platypus of the sports world. Um, it takes like a little okay. something from everything um, and kind of combines it together. Um, it's also kind of a game where if you took a bunch of soccer goalies and put them on a field, um, it's it's with more tackling. I guess you can kind of describe it like that. Um, I don't know if I would go quite the lengths of describing it how Mason Cox did with Murder Ball, but that that's kind of close as well as Murder Ball. Um, yeah, it's it's a hard sport to describe. I've I've tried to do it for players when I go out and I do my recruiting uh tactics of when I, you know, I'm out running or whatever. I'm like, "Hey, who would you like to try a new sport?" Um and I just tell people it is the greatest game on grass that you'll ever play. It's a whole lot of fun and uh we have the best players and best people on board. So if you want all those things in a cool sport and a fun sport, um come try it out. So they're always kind of interested to see what that entails of having the best people and kind of a funky sport to play. Okay, I have to ask this question just because because of that that comment there, and and this is meant in in jest here. But after recent legislation in Colorado, does the the greatest game on grass take on a whole new meaning there? Does that put <laughs> people's ears up for different reasons? <laughs> it very it very well might, yeah. Um, <laughs> You know, being an athlete, I don't partake in that stuff, but, um, you know, a lot of other people do. And yeah, I mean, you know, it could be in, in the okay. state of Colorado. You just never know. I mean, maybe yeah, you I didn't have that uh, as a subset to the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I just popped that it. You, when you very said very interesting, Craig. <laughs> when you said that, I was like, Colorado. Oh, yeah, that's a, yeah. Okay. I have to ask that. So have you have you been have you been watching any of the AFL since the season started back up? Have you been able to do that? Yeah, I've caught a couple games. So I love the Western okay. Bulldogs. Um they've been doing really really well. Their first game out, they uh they didn't do too good, but then they've uh, cut on and gotten a little bit better. So they've been uh definitely improving throughout the summer, but it's been an interesting uh interesting go with the the AFL um, play are teams that, you know, you wouldn't normally consider to be decent teens like Gold Coast. No, they came out I, and they attacked and killed their competition. And uh -huh. you're like, wow. So it's, well, it's been a unique season with yes, the summer yes, and with well, COVID and with players. And yeah, there's been a lot of upsets it, and crazy things that have happened. So who well, knows? Say, <laughs> if, you, if you haven't had a chance to watch Gold Coast, I – you know, and I'm I'm terrified of. They play Geelong uh, Saturday uh, Saturday morning, I think it is, uh, mm -hmm. at two thirty two thirty in the morning here. So you know, set your DVR for it. But they they've got a kid who uh, 
an 18 year old kid named Matt Rowell who looks like he's about 30. I mean, this, this, it's, it's like he's chiseled out of granite. I mean, he just, it's, 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 it's amazing watching this. It's an 18 year old kid playing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I, I've seen that. I've watched three of their games this year and it, it's just, it's, it's great for the, the game, I think, to have Gold Coast being competitive because the league has invested so much in trying to make that club viable in a place where footy didn't have much of a foothold, pun sort of intended. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and then St. Kilda is yeah. playing extraordinarily well as well. So. Mm-hmm. They just they yeah. they thump they thump Carlton this morning. So <laughs> yeah, well, I hope my Western Bulldogs continue to succeed and uh, and crush it out there on the field. They're doing really well right now, so I, yeah. I hope they continue that. They are especially being I our namesake. So <laughs> yeah. Now is is that what drew you to become a Western fan? Then the, the namesake is that or or did was that or did just kind of, was that kind of like a natural progression? Hey, we're the Bulldogs. They're the Bulldogs. That's who I'm gonna. That's who I'm going to support. That's initially how I got into it. Um, okay. And then uh, a lot of the Bulldogs fans actually have reached out to me. And it's just, oh, again, cool. it's, I've met so many people that are like huge fans, like the Western um, Bulldog Facebook groups and all of that. Um, especially mm-hmm. when I was doing Friends of Footy Fire Relief, they reached out and just to like thank me for, you know, putting that together in the United States. And from there, I've just become like good friends with them, like online friends, obviously. But like, yeah, it's, it's impressive, their fan base and how awesome their fans are. Um, and so again, to have that, I say the word camaraderie a lot and community a lot, but it's just so true. It just rings true in the footy community. And I've really seen that a lot with the Western Bulldog fans. So big shout out to them. And I love every single one of them because they're just so friendly. I mean, Frode is like that too. Um, he's yeah. he's an awesome guy and a huge bulldog supporter, and I've met him right, through right. that too. So, yeah, they're a great group of people, and I just I love their their way of being so and friendly I, and awesome. And I think I think one of the one of the things that leads to that in in the AFL, and it goes back into the VFL days and prior to that. I think one of the things about that is that the clubs are, for all intents and purposes, they are owned by the membership. Mm-hmm. The membership, you know, the sponsorship, you know, the, the people who are fans of that team or supporters of that team are basically the owners through their membership. So, I mean, there, there is that uh, that personal connection that, you know, that you don't have in the NBA or you don't have in the in Major League Baseball or in the NFL other than the Green Bay Packers, you know, which is a, <laughs> you know, basically a publicly held, you know, you know, that team is basically owned by shareholders, by the community. Mm-hmm. So. You know, it's I think I think that has a lot to do with why that camaraderie amongst the fans, you know, within a certain club, you know, within you know the Bulldog community or the Magpies or the you know the the uh the Dockers community or whatever whatever club it happens to be, they're they're you know, they're they're there for each other. So I mean that gets that's a that's a great thing that I think it'd be it'd be wonderful if if we had that in sports here in the States. Oh, you know, I agree. But, yeah, uh, I think it would change the game for sure to have like, yeah, yeah more investment of the people versus, uh, yeah, I guess, you know, our large corporations. <laughs> right, right. Well, and, and there are the large corporations in the AFL, though, because, you know, the, yeah, you, you, know you see the you see the, you know, the, the sponsorship logos on the uh, on the, the Guernseys. Yeah. You know, so but, you know, still, you know much of it is 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 the folks is the people who are paying the money to be members yeah so that, yep, I, I guess exactly. you know, I, I, yeah. 
I became I became a member for the first time this year, and that's something I hope to continue doing because it was actually it was cheaper to get the Watch AFL app being being a member than getting it by itself. Oh wow! So, yeah, see that's fantastic. Yeah. and like you have people in the U.S. that are you know trying to get into more and more of the AFL games, which I think is really really cool that we're seeing a little bit of a surge of that. Um, and right. I hope it continues because it's just it's such I, a great game. I do too. Um, it's so I do much too. fun to watch. I love yeah. it more than American football, and that's saying a lot coming from Denver with the Denver Broncos here. There's I, a lot of crazy I, fans, but it doesn't you're, compare. You're too, you're too young to remember, but I don't even want to talk about the Denver Broncos. I <laughs> I I don't. I'm I'm a lifelong Cleveland Browns fan. I I don't even. <laughs> Go go read up go read up on 1986, 1987, 1988. I don't uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't want to hear about it. Uh, <laughs> John right, John Elway right. John Elway is never getting a Christmas card from me. <laughs> There's a funny story with John Elway, but uh, you'll you'll be happy about this. I hit a a um, a ball at his daughter. I uh, played softball against John Elway's daughter. And okay. I hit a line drive right into her when I was playing softball. Uh-huh. So that's my little story with John Elway, if that makes you feel better. Like, I mean, I did, did she not, did she, did it like, did she not catch it? I mean, it actually hit her? No. Yeah, it actually hit her. So okay. <laughs> not that I would okay. ever, you know, want to injure anybody or anything, but that's my claim to fame with John Elway there is playing softball against his daughter. Um, but yeah, we won't, we won't go there with the, with the Browns and the, and the, that wasn't before my time, but yeah, (laughs) it it didn't hit her in the head or anything, did it? No, 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 no. It just hit her in the side. It left a nasty bruise. She was fine. Okay. It's all good. But yeah, that was millions of years ago when I played competitive softball. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, I, I think we've covered everything that we, we're going to delve into today. So I, I appreciate you coming on. Uh, ladies and gents, I, was there anything that you wanted to finish up with that you want to, that you wanted to touch base with or touch on before we wrap this up? I should, I should toss no, that I just out want there. To say, um, I just hope that everyone keeps continuing to stay safe. I know we all want to keep out there and keep playing and hopefully have nationals, but safety is more important. I just want to give a shout out to the whole, Footy community for being amazing people. Um, you know, I've got to meet the likes of you, Craig, and a, a couple other people. And again, like that wouldn't have happened without this wonderful sport. So I love the sport that's and funny. everything and all the opportunities. So it's a great place to be. I'm not sure if that's a positive, and... though. <laughs> <laughs> I think it is, Craig. It's a positive. Come on. Okay. Okay. But yeah, yeah I just want to say a big thank you. The Denver Bulldogs are awesome. And if anybody out there is even considering playing footy and if you're on the fence or if you think it's too dangerous or you're nervous about it, give us a shout because we will help you join it. And once you do, you'll never look back and want to keep playing forever. So come join us. How can they come get- join the Denver Bulldogs or anybody else out there. How can they get in touch with your club or if they're, you know, in another community that has a uh, has a club? I know that, you know, I was going to mention the USAFL.com website, but if they're in the Denver area specifically, how can they get in touch with your club? Yeah, if you want to uh, get in touch with the Denver Bulldogs, we are on several social media feeds. So we're on Facebook, Instagram. We have our website, which is DenverBulldogs.com. Um, you can reach out to me specifically if you find my name online. I'm more than happy to talk with you one-on-one and get you signed up. 
Um, but yeah, we respond pretty quickly. Again, with the whole social media marketing, being the head of that, I reach out to players and people all the time that take interest. Um, so yeah, come find us. We'd be more than happy to help you. And again, if you're in another state and looking to play footy, we have 46 clubs um, across the entire United States. Um, and several developmental clubs also. So you can definitely find a team to play on. All the teams are amazing. Um, I can't say anything bad about any club across the United States. I've had connections with pretty much all of them, and they're just awesome, truly awesome people. So if you want to play footy, go play footy. It's an amazing sport, and you won't regret it. Okay. Now, you mentioned developmental clubs a couple times. Before we go, what what does that mean? Does that mean it's a team that is just beginning and they're going to hopefully compete, you know, against other teams in the future? Yeah. So they're like smaller clubs that actually haven't been recognized by the USAFL yet. Okay. Um, but they're just kind of, kind of starting to grow a little bit in development. Um, they're also maybe not as competitive. So they're more like um, drinking clubs or social clubs. They like to call themselves. Um, so those types of clubs are, yeah, developmental, I guess you can call them, where they're not well, fully associated yet with the USAFL or large enough, or I guess they don't feel like they are, even though they have enough players, they could potentially be, you know, associated or um, part of the actual league. They choose not to be. So again, like okay. really, you can go out there and find anyone to play footy with. Um, it's 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 an awesome community to have that to be able to find the sport. Um, it is tricky sport to find, but it's doable. So yeah, feel free to contact me and I can also help you find other places to play and contacts okay. with clubs across the, across the U S as well. I've been working with other clubs too, to help them with recruitment and things like that as well. So I would definitely up for that. Yeah. And some people might actually like the idea of it being a drinking club. Yeah. That might, that might, that might appeal to <laughs> There might be a whole niche of people out there that go, I'll sign up for that. Can I take the beer I mean, on the I, field I, with me? That's a, that's, a, that's a part of footy, too, is the drinking aspect and the, the you know, the fun times after the pub, yeah, yeah. pub part after, too. So don't discount Kinda, that. Okay. Okay. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I'd like to thank my guest, Tara Silkey of the Denver Bulldogs of the USAFL for joining me for this talk. I had a lot of fun with it. Uh, you can find out more about the USAFL at USAFL.com. And there's also a link on there that has a list of all the different teams across the country. And most of them have their own individual websites as well. Uh, but Tara, I appreciate you taking time out of your afternoon and, and stopping by and, and sitting down to, to talk with me. I hope you had fun with this. Always, Craig. You were a blast to hang out and talk with. And thank you so very, very much for having me on again. I really appreciate okay. it. You bet. Absolutely. Great to, great to talk with you. Ladies and gentlemen, one of my goals recently has been to let everyone know that I've begun to create a mailing list of listeners of A Yank on the Footy. In this week's show notes, there is a link to a Google form which will allow you to add your email address so I can email you directly when new episodes are released. So far, I've had a dozen people sign up. I appreciate you signing up. That's not a huge list, but you are still getting those first. I want to also use this to help notify people of times when I'm going to be conducting a live episode, something I haven't done yet, but I'm hoping to do here in the very near future. I also have a spot on the questionnaire for you to ask me any questions that you'd like or to provide any ideas for upcoming episodes, including recommendations and possible leads for people that I could interview in upcoming episodes. I would love to hear from you if you have ideas. Uh, 
If you have a great story to tell or if you are passionate about your club, I would love to hear from you. So I'd strongly encourage you to click on the show notes and then at the top link where it's entitled email form for creating email list, add your name to that list. I would love to have you on that list, ladies and gentlemen. Don't forget that while you can find all the episodes of this podcast at a yank on the footy.podbean.com, you can also find it on your favorite podcast provider. Now that you've given it a listen, I'm hoping that you'll also consider going to Apple Podcasts and giving me a review, letting me know what I'm doing well, what I need to work on, what your thoughts are. Let's the podcast hosts know what you think of the show. Uh, might help get it moved up a little bit on their listings as well. Uh, but I would, I would love to hear from you. You could even leave me a comment on the Podbean app as well. You can also email me at ayankonthefooty at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments. You can also find me on Twitter at yank underscore on, as well as on Facebook and Instagram at ayankonthefooty. I'd like to thank Mr. Joseph McDade for a couple of pieces of music that we're using. You can find Mr. McDade's music at josephmcdade.com slash music. He creates some fantastic music, and I hope you'll check out his tunes online. Ladies and gents, those of you who are listening in Victoria, I want you to know I'm thinking about you. The COVID-19 virus has had another spike recently, and I'm sorry that you're having to deal with what you're dealing with. And I hope things get resolved here in the very near future. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for listening because uh, while many of us are fans of our own teams, deep down we're fans of a game that we all love, and that's the game of footy. For those of you who are in the States and are starting to watch the games, or in Canada, don't forget that Australian rules football is why they invented the DVR. You've got games on every weekend throughout the rest of this season and hopefully into the future. Hopefully the game scores some pretty decent ratings for FS1 and FS2 as well as for ESPN, and they'll consider adding more games on next year. But this is a great sport. I hope you're enjoying checking it out. I do ask that you share a link to this podcast with your friends and family. And ladies and gentlemen, may your dribble kick never hit the post. I'll catch you later. This has been episode 31 of A Yank on the Footy. Don't forget that you can reach me at yank underscore on on Twitter or to yankonthefooty at gmail.com. You can also find me at Instagram and Facebook at A Yank on the Footy. I hope you'll consider filling out that email list. And ladies and gents, thanks for listening and please consider sharing the podcast with your friends and family. Until next time, goodbye.